Hello, this is Zach with La Familia Ayahuasca, um, once again with a, a new podcast. Uh, this time I'm sitting with uh, John Cole, who is uh, a longtime friend. We've known, known each other uh, for several years. He's also a um, human design analyst, uh, and it, it's a particularly interesting situation because John has... Um, or he started his work with human design around the same time he started his work with plant medicine. So, so John, um, hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. We've, we've been trying to get this podcast together for quite some time. Um, and I, I suppose that quite a few people out there, human design, it's been around for a while, but it really hasn't been as mainstream, although it might be getting more popular now, um, as say astrology or... Uh, can, can you kind of talk about what human design is? Because it's not just a straight astrology <clears throat> kind of thing, right? It has that aspect, but I'll, I'll let you take over. Yeah, so, you know, human design came into the world in 1987. And so, you know, according to, uh, you know, I guess traditional or you know, the point of reference from older systems, it's, it's relatively new. It's something that uh, might be considered a, a modern, like, system for today, where you look at astrology, and astrology's been around since humans, if, if not apes, you know, looking at the stars. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, in comparison, human design's a fairly recent thing. And as you were saying, even, even so, I think it's only really been in the last, 10 or so years that we're really seeing it, um, you know, being either popularized or um, more available out in the world. Mm-hmm. It's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. And it's a different, it's a different view than astrology. I mean, astrology, human design talks about you have this energy vehicle that you, that the reading or the, the birth time and so forth cre- tells you what kind of energetic vehicle you're quote unquote driving. Right. Whereas astrology kind of just gets more into life events how does that yeah so it's it's an interesting question there there's quite a bit of overlapping between the two systems you know in you know if people are familiar with astrology they've had a a reading or you know looked at their birth chart or followed uh you know sun sign astrology there there is this kind of resonance and familiarity with a lot of that like okay yeah that is describing something about me and and in human design has that as well, and it's based on this 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 idea that when we come into the world, we're imprinted. Mm-hmm. We're imprinted, uh, or you could even say that we're a we're kind of a product of the time and place that we enter in. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and that exists in human design. There, it is essentially a birth chart that's based on the time, place, and date of birth. But what human design is doing that's different than astrology is it's it's actually using two birth charts. There's 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 two components to it, and in there's the the imprinting that happens at the time of birth, and then there, part of the knowledge that came through the system, and we can maybe get into a little bit of that. But um, was that there's a there's a imprinting before that, which is essentially the beginning of the third trimester of the pregnancy, about three months before birth, mm. um, which is showing the imprinting of the actual form like our body and that doesn't exist in astrology so that that right there 
is a pretty big distinction that I haven't seen in any of the astrological systems that I've studied. They do tend to have ways of looking at the body or looking at our form, but human design gets very specific about that. It's really, as you said, describing our energetic vehicle and how it's designed to move through the world. Mm -hmm. And the analogy I always like to use was um, the analogy, the vehicle analogy. Like Mm -hmm. we need to figure out or not need, it's helpful, <laughs> very, very helpful to figure out what kind of car we're driving, what kind of vehicle we're driving, because we don't want to drive, um, if, if we came into the world in a Toyota Tacoma 4x4, we, we don't want to be driving it like a Porsche and vice versa, right? It, right. It, it will just, just, and that's kind of what happens when people don't drive their energetic vehicle correctly, they end up getting either emotionally, psychologically, and or physically screwed up, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's, uh, yeah, this actually kind of does get into um, some of the, I guess, the more, I guess you would call it cosmology that's coming through the human design system. It's, a, it's essentially a, a downloaded or channeled system that mm-hmm. was given to a particular person back in 1987 uh, through this week-long process. Um, and one of the things that came out of that uh, was that humans are evolving. We were continuing to evolve in the same way that you know, we've, we've come from Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon to Homo sapien, that that process continues. Mm-hmm. And that there was part of the knowledge that was transmitted was that there was an event in, in 1781 that which coincided with the discovery of Uranus, the planet, and at that point in time, humans started coming in with these new forms, these new vehicles, these new bodies, mm. and that there was there's this evolution from an old seven-centered vehicle, which is what we see in like the traditional chakra system, mm-hmm. to a nine-centered vehicle, and so human design comes into the world at around well, a little bit later, but at a time where we I think it's from my point of view it's it's very important that we learn how to drive these new forms and bodies that we it can really make a difference in our life if we have a sense of what our form is designed to do as opposed to trying to do other things or be something different which is kind of like the analogy you give of like you're you know you've you've got a a truck and you're trying to drive it like a Porsche it's just not going to work out very well right right and in without getting too deep into it, we've got, what, five different vehicles, general vehicles, and then you've got... This This whole system is uh, all about individuality. The whole point is, like, everyone is very, 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 very individual yeah. and specific, and we can start the conversation around these... Was it five or... F- it depends who you ask. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I would say four with a fifth, a, a, a fifth that's kind of a subtype of right. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to run through them, we've got what? Manifester, mm-hmm. projector, projector, generator, and then manifesting generator, which is the subtype. Yes. And then reflector, right? Correct. Right. Yeah. And we, each one is very different on how, <coughs> how they, they operate. And I don't know that this is the perfect place. We don't want to go through them all. Right. But um, the one that you specialize in because you are one is this uh, type that's called a uh, projector. projector. And you started 
understanding and working with human design around the same time that you started working with ayahuasca. So I'm really curious on how those yeah. two things kind of yeah, maybe start with what a projector is and how you relate to the world and how that conflicts with a lot of the world and then how ayahuasca helped you learn about, you know, kind of bring those, these, these two things together. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, it's a good story. I'll, I won't go into all the details, but it's, it's worth, it's worth uh, um, sharing. So you want, as, as you were saying, one of the types, the energy types, and, and we can think of these types as kind of like auric types of the way our energy is designed to work in the world. It's, when we look at type, it's almost like a shortcut that's saying like, everyone is very unique, everyone's different. However, there are some commonalities, there are some patterns that we can identify where people do have these similar makeups or designs. Um, and 70% and of the population is, is a type called generator. And, and generators are the ones who are here to be the creators, the builders, the people who are keeping this whole thing going. They have the energy to, to do that, to sustain that. And their bodies are designed to use that energy um, on a daily basis to um, to use it up at you know uh, doing something that they enjoy or love daily and then to exhaust themselves and go to bed and get up the next day and do it again mm-hmm. and we can see that that's, that that's how a lot of the world functions and our society is more or less set up along those lines um, and there's a lot of what is referred to in human design as kind of conditioning coming in from our environment which is saying, well, this is the way, this is the way it is. This is how it works. This is what you do. You know, again, seventy percent of the population <clears throat> in, in influencing you, and you're not that. Then it's a problem. Right? And and so that was my case. Is I, you know, I I had been studying astrology for twenty something years. I was introduced to it at an early age by my mother, and so I had gotten a lot of value out of looking into that system and 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 you know, just learning about myself and learning about others through, through that lens. But I, at the same time, I was getting increasingly sick. I was, I was having a lot of health problems. Um, when I, when I hit my forties, actually when I hit my late thirties, um, and I was working a software at a software company, uh, I ended up spending about eight years there. And I remember looking around going, how do people do this? I don't understand how, they're getting up every day and coming in there and just maintaining this ener- energetic output. And I was trying to do it. I thought that this is what's, this is the way it works. Um, and it was, it was when a, an astrologer friend introduced me to human design and i and I started reading about it. I plugged in my birth data. And one of the first things I found out was like, you're this type called projector, energetic type called projector, which is roughly 20% of the population and and as I started learning about what that meant it, it I discovered that I was trying to live my life in a way that I wasn't built for that mm-hmm. I wasn't designed for um, projectors if you want to just do a quick comparison with generators it's like the generator has that consistent access and availability of that vital life force that mm-hmm. that sacral life force energy that powers everything uh projectors do not it's inconsistent it comes and goes it's dependent on kind of the situation who they're with and what will often happen with projectors is they'll take on that energy and then kind of amplify and even distort it 
and will end up burning out mm -hmm. or overdoing it or like going into deep exhaustion. So that was, that was just, that alone was like, wait, wait a second. You know, I'm not, I'm not going about this right. This is not what I'm designed for mm. when everything else is kind of telling me that this is the way that it is. And, you know, and I had been, I had some serious health issues. I had been going to doctors, specialists, trying to figure out like what's, what's wrong with me. I thought I had a disease or something. Mm -hmm. There was some deep seated illness and human design comes along and says, no, there, you, you're actually fine. It's, mm -hmm. you're, trying to, yeah. you're just trying to do something you weren't designed for or built for. Right. And if you could maybe live a little differently or try some different things, maybe it will go better for you. Mm -hmm. And I started experimenting with that. And, and as you mentioned before, that was roughly around the same time and year that I was introduced and invited in to do my first ayahuasca retreat. And, and at the, I don't want to go too far, but, um, you know, at the, going into it, <clears throat> I didn't know these things were connected yet. I didn't know there was a relationship. Oh, between ayahuasca and, and, and human and, design. Uh, I was, it just, they were just happening at the same, same time. Yeah. But as, as, you know, time progressed and as I went, moved forward, uh, over the next, that was roughly about four years ago. Um, I started seeing that there is there is something here. There there is a relationship. These mm. these things are connected, and I don't know if it's completely <clears throat> random that they both showed up in my life at this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, how how did they, in your experience, how did it start? Like, did you? I, so personally, I've had some experiences around human design in ayahuasca ceremonies, mm -hmm. where it, 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 somewhat. <clears throat> It's, it is hard to articulate, so I'll give you some slack there. But um, one thing that I got um, personally was that, yeah, human design is a valid system and a helpful system. Um, and it's not like a shortcut in any manner. Because some of these, what I found, and again, this is kind of getting off track a little bit, but I've come across some practices and so forth, um, particularly around, quote unquote, practicing jumping dimensions to kind of avoid kind of jump ahead and get to a place you want to be mm -hmm. and you're kind of skipping into another dimension it it's, sounds very esoteric but i did that for a little while then i went to ayahuasca ceremony and got really sick and the message was stop doing that 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 shortcut shit Interesting. doesn't is not what we're here for we're here to work through stuff whereas human design is not that it's simply right. it, it it's simply here. This is what you're. So I got the, the I'm always a little suspicious when I come across these newer uh, quote unquote. I wouldn't call. It, I guess it's new age. Uh, the the person who transmitted it would take issue with that. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, no one likes to be called new age. No one likes to be called new age. Let's say it's it's a newer thing. Some of these newer practices that have come forth. Um, I'm I'm a little leery of and, and approach very carefully. Uh, because yeah. I have, uh, through the years, have uh, my my faith is in ayahuasca, and what she, she has consistently put me on, uh, kept me on the right, what I would consider the right path. But you know, that's that's I'm sure that people who wouldn't agree with that. But uh, so my point being is, is that my my personal experience with ayahuasca and human design was like, yeah, this is this is solid, and it's it's definitely worth taking a look at. It'd be very helpful and all this sort of thing. So I'm I'm curious if what what your kind of interaction mm -hmm. around because you went deeper in it than I did. I you know certainly dabbled, but I, you know you, 
you're full on. You spent several years studying it now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. To become an analyst. So, um, so yeah. What's what's your? Yeah, it's like I've I've had the similar experiences, I guess, in in ceremony where, you know, I, I'll get into a certain space and human design comes up, or I'll just get a vision, or I'll see like the way I've experienced it is I'll see that the truth of the system, like that mm -hmm. this is a, this is describing something uh, reliable and persistent about our reality. Mm -hmm. You know, this is showing me something about who I am or how my body is designed to work. And I've, I've had quite a few of those. Some of them have been really, um, yeah, really profound and very clear. Uh, but I agree that human design is not a shortcut. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, and it's not about jumping or getting something or attaining something. It's you know if I were, if I were to say what my current understanding of what this is, what what are we doing with human design? It's it's this. You can almost, I don't I hesitate to call it a path because it's not really set up to be that way. It's yeah. more of an experiment or it's a body of knowledge that we can work with in order to truly awaken to ourselves. We, so we can become more of ourselves. Yeah. And that involves being in a body. That's like that if, if we're <clears throat> doing a dimensional jumping or we're trying to get out of it and we're trying to get beyond some present experience that we're having mm -hmm. that's really the opposite direction of what human design is directing us towards it's saying that your your truth you we have these beautiful forms these vehicles and and that's a part of who we are mm -hmm. you know we have it, human design is a dualistic system in the sense that it it recognizes that we have a conscious mind personality side and then a unconscious and not not unconscious as in bad or in any way but it a body a form that operates on its own mm -hmm. that is, and together we have the whole person and so what I found in, in working with ayahuasca and human design is that both of them were pointing me back to my lived embodied experience oh. and, and, and that was the anchor that was the consistent thing initially mm -hmm. um, be be here in this body and you're there's nowhere else to go there's nothing else to do <laughs> yeah. and then and then you know we can get into it but it gives you some kind of very specific guidance and and things to work with and experiment with as, as you move forward in that knowledge yeah and that's what you keep talking about using the term experiment and the the guy who brought it Fourth was like, yeah, you don't, I don't, you don't have to believe me, but just you know, if you're interested in this, give the uh, experiment to see if, if what is suggested for your energy type works, and if you know, give it a start with really take a weekend and 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 use this this strategy throughout the weekend, and don't make any big gigantic decisions this way yet. Um, but if you find it to work, just continue to expand that experiment to bigger and bigger decisions or bigger and bigger ways of being in, in the world. And I, I, I always, when I hear that from a teacher or a lineage or what have you, then it's like, okay, yeah, these guys, it, it, it opens the door a little bit more that this is the way, and you, you know, there, there isn't, a, there isn't much dogma at all. Um, although, the founder can get a little odd in his presentations. He had a um, particular style. Yeah, he has a particular <laughs> style. And, uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of. But I like. I like the other people. Um, so yeah, and it's it's interesting. You talk about 
the embodiment aspect that both ayahuasca and um, human design bring forth because ayahuasca is hugely somatic. It's like you are, even though you can have out-of-body experiences in ayahuasca, you are definitely reminded at some point in the experience that you definitely have a body. Right. There's a yeah, <laughs> no, doubt it, it, no doubt about it. There's there's a um, I would say ayahuasca is one of the most somatic psychedelic experiences out there. I mean, iboga is definitely going to be in, in that category, the the mescaline. But I would say um, ayahuasca is more on par with iboga in terms of that somatic. Uh, those two are probably at the top of the the food chain in terms of somatic <laughs> experiences. Right. Um, but yeah, the again, it's like you can't have the reminder that we have this body and we need to work with it is huge, right? Because um, and I did I say it already that um, you can't have an out of body experience without a body. No, but I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. something Jess says all the time. It's like yeah. this body is so important to us because it is the channel through which we experience everything, everything, and. Again, you, you cannot even have an out-of-body experience without no, having that experience of a body. So it, 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 coming, and this is something that we work with a lot through other, not only ayahuasca, but also through like Reginald Ray, who's Dharma Ocean. He's all uh, a Tibetan uh, Buddhist teacher. Um, he's always talking uh, about how the, the wisdom in the body and so forth. And, and um, yeah, so that somatic aspect is huge. Um, Given all of this, um, do you want to go into how one... Do you, do you view human design as a preparation and or integration tool at all? Or do you think it's just... I, this is a mm -hmm. total... I, I, don't, I don't have a strong opinion, and I've been trying to kind of figure it out myself. Um, I could see how it might be, but at the same time, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think it certainly can be. Yeah. I think... You know, if we look at it as a, a prep preparation tool or approach, um, I think it can help in terms of having a clear sense of of who you are, what you're working with, going into from an energetic level or from a, a conditioning level in terms of how these were influenced by our society or culture or families. Um, going into, say, a retreat space and working with the medicine, um, I think there's there's some synergy there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and certainly coming out the other side as an integration tool, what, what I would say is that both of these modalities, I guess, uh, they, they can greatly support a deconditioning process. That, that's mm -hmm. kind of a human design language or terminology. It's like the deconditioning is when we begin letting go of these these patterns of behavior that we've either adopted as like a uh, you know to, to cope with life adaptive strategies or we we have been operating in a way for a certain way for our parents or for our our partner or whomever and these these patterns of behavior don't or mindsets or habits that we have, they don't really support who we are at a deeper level inside. They're mm -hmm. not, they're, they're almost a kind of a, a distraction. Mm -hmm. And I feel like both 
both approaches can really support that. What's interesting about ayahuasca is it is so physical. It's literal. Like it's not, you know, as you were saying, you, most people are going to have a very big physical experience in, in, in that space. And there may be some really intense cleaning, that releasing, you know, energies or substances in the body. Um, it, it's a little different than with human design as it, what's interesting is it starts in the mind. It starts mm-hmm. as a mental system. It right. doesn't go straight to your gut, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then there's this translation that has to happen where you're taking it from the, the mental rational world wherever, you know, we're trying to make sense of everything and we're, we're connecting with our lived experience through this process of experimentation that we're describing and, and you know, following what they call strategy and authority in human design as a, a way of moving through the world and making decisions. And that can greatly assist in the, the deconditioning process as well. It just looks a little different and maybe will take a, a bit longer. They say it actually takes seven. about seven years in human design. So um, there, are some, there are some differences, but I think they absolutely are deconditioning tools. Yeah. And, then, and then when you come out of that space, like say you come out of a very powerful experience with, with ayahuasca, a lot of times you're, you're in the position of like, okay, now what? Putting it, things back together. Or like, I just let go of all this. And, uh-huh. and what, who am I? What am I doing? How do I move through life? What's, what's, you know, what happens now? And I think that human design, not, not to, you know, again, put it back in the realm of the mind or something. Uh-huh. But if you're, if you're experimenting and living and, and ex- working with that knowledge in it, in, in a kind of embodied way, practical way it can give you a point of reference like okay go try this see if it works better you know see see these influences coming in see what see these patterns because a lot of that can be seen in the chart in very specific ways it's it's shocking how specific and detailed a lot of the information can get yeah and what's interesting uh, this is you talked about seven years Mm -hmm. you've been working with us for Four? Three, four. Three, yeah. yeah, three and a half, four. Right? Yeah. You were, I, I'm curious if you think that, uh, and I, I would bet that, that your deconditioning process is probably greatly accelerated, um, and but there is no real quantifiable, oh, now you are deconditioned, right? There's, there's, exactly, and what that, what that even looks like, but yeah. is, uh, I would just intuitively think that, um, that period of deconditioning come when you combine the two specifically so you know sure i've worked with it um some myself but i haven't dove as deep i mean you you are like deep in it you know because yeah. the, the study for becoming an analyst is it's it, a, it, roughly a three-year program yeah yeah that i just finished at the yeah. beginning of the year yeah um so what, what any thoughts on that yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. You know, when I first heard that seven years, I was like, oh, really? I was I almost like kind of took it as a bit of a challenge, you yeah, know, right. like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've done a lot of work. I don't need seven years. And, you know, it's, there was a part of me that just kind of bristled at that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, it's, I think there's something to it. it it's, it's actually a complex kind of, answer that I have in that I certainly think that you can do 
a lot of accelerated work with ayahuasca. There's just no question in my mind. Mm. That seems to be very obvious on, on a certain level that... No matter what modality. Right? Yeah, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. It's just, it just, you know, yeah. It, it, anyone who's done it knows, you know, that it, it can really um, push things, bring things to the surface, can like let, let us see things or experience things and let go of things in a way that few other modalities do. Um, and I, so in my case, I feel like I, I had done a lot of work coming into both, but I was kind of stalled out a bit. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I, and then when I started working with ayahuasca and did my first couple of retreats, I had, I had a lot of like almost backlogged work and things to, to, to do. And it was, there's was some heavy lifting. Um, so yes, I think it accelerates it. And at the same time, I think there's something to this seven-year thing. Sure. It's like, and, and one of the things they say is that there, there are a couple markers along the way, and one of the big markers is at three and a half years, halfway through. And I, I just kind of passed that marker, so I'm you know, kind of in the fourth year now, and I noticed a pretty big shift and jump you know, oh. around that three and a half years. So you know, from my experience and what I'm seeing, it's like, yeah, there is something to that. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what you know what comes you know at seven years you know it's going to be interesting and at the same time like you said it's you know these are just interesting points of reference you know it's going to be different for everyone and you know i think if we go too far in like trying to overlay a template on it it's going to come up short somehow or it's not going to apply in every case but um yeah i think i think i think both yeah yeah well um this might be a good time to start talking about your type specifically because you are a projector which takes which is about 20 percent of the population and they notoriously have a really hard time in life um and i the the to to kind of give people an idea about how how much of a hard time they have hold on how much of a hard time projectors have the founder, or not the founder, but the re- recipient of the system and the guy who, who brought it uh, forth, um, ha- gives, he said, for, the, for until oh, right. the end of time, <laughs> right. projectors in terms of any educational material, and is it also in terms of any chart readings and so forth? There's a whole, I guess, uh, set of like service and offerings through his organization that he, yeah. he's essentially discounted for projectors. Like 30%. 20%. 20%. Right? 20%. 20% off for projectors. For the rest, and the reason being is projectors just tend to have such a hard time. They tend to be get sick easier. They tend to have financial problems. Um, all of these things. However, if they learn how to work with their, their design, their energy system, they're incredibly, they're actually kind of supposed to be the the over not overseers but the the managers of mm-hmm. because they see systems so well but they just have to figure out how to deliver their information without if they don't know how to deliver their information people just get annoyed with them right yeah yeah they have a very specific strategy and the, yeah. the strategy for projectors is to wait to be invited to yeah so yeah it's it's, it's really interesting the projector type uh roughly 20% of the population. Um, one of the defining factors of a projector is a not having consistent, reliable access to that vital life force energy that mm. comes from the sacral center that the generators have. The other thing that's interesting 
about projectors is that their aura, their bioenergetic field is probably the most yin or receptive of all of the, the types in, in the sense that it absorbs, it's taking on, and it's built to do that. It's built to take on the energy of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a problem, but it needs awareness. You need right. to kind of know how it works and you need to have a certain amount of understanding about your design and those energy mechanics to, to navigate that space. And so for that reason, I think that of all the types, if I had to make a generalization, human design is probably most important for projectors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a, and it was that way for me, it was such a big wake up call to, to figure this out. And one of the things that, that comes with that wake up or realization is I'm not built to do to play this game that's going on out there. Mm-hmm. I have another role to play. Mm-hmm. And projectors, as you said, are, are here to to go deep into systems, to really to really focus on a particular system or body of knowledge or technology or field of expertise and and to master it. Mm-hmm. And then through the mastery of that system and through their ability to focus and connect on others to 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 interact and guide others, but it's not it's not the old form of um, you know the, to talk about another type just for a moment manifestors being ten percent of the population. They're they're kind of the old rulers, the old um, kings and queens, and you know the the dictators. You know, mm-hmm. no offense to any manifestors listening <laughs> listening right now, but. Um, that that's kind of an old model and projectors are this new model of the elected kind of um official or manager or 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 guide or leader that's invited to to share their perspective and that's ultimately what the projector brings is is a is a perspective their presence their awareness and focus Mm -hmm. um, on on the other and they're the only type of the four that are truly here to focus on the other and and to really see the other generators are here to know themselves and mm-hmm. it's something the generators shouldn't feel bad about the, a certain self-focus like who am i how am i using my energy what am i doing every day mm-hmm. those are generator questions but the projector question is who is the other mm-hmm. and 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 so you see projectors in these roles as counselors guides uh, consultants and you know and i found myself doing astrology and doing astrology readings before I knew any of this. And you see that with a lot of projectors. They're, they just kind of gravitate toward these coaching mm-hmm. situations where... Or system situations. Or system situations yeah. where the, it's not about energy output. It's mm-hmm. about something else. It's about presence, awareness, seeing, or, you know, in the other. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, we, we... What happens for us is we have people come visit us, um, and for a retreat doing ayahuasca and so forth and we'll kind of we've learned how to kind of identify them we, we um, and that there, there's some characteristics um, I, I really don't like to jump to conclusions because I'm not good enough to just read people's human design type but if there's some characteristics that if they start popping up we'll be like hey come over here let's look at your human design chart and if they're a projector then we kind of we're, we're able to through our experience with ayahuasca and our understanding of human design projectors in particular, we kind of, sometimes we do adjust things uh, in, mm-hmm. in ceremony, like where they might be and also how we talk to them. And um, 
uh, and we also bring forth the idea of human design, and we oftentimes send them to you. And thus far, I mean, um, we've had a lot of people just be like, oh my God, thank you. Uh, you know, these projectors particularly who are like, thank you. I talked to John because John's also a projector, so he has a particular understanding uh, about projectors and what how their life is. And it's changed some people's lives. The combination of the, the two has really changed some people's lives in a big way. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, you know... I think I would, I'm just, as you were speaking, I was kind of imagining some of those characteristics, you know, and I don't like to make generalizations either, but projectors often, they're absorbing so much, they're hanging on to things. And so I can imagine, like, you see someone who's having a hard time, like, moving the energy out or letting go or they're stuck or they're, 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 they're off on some, spinning off on something, you know, that can happen to anyone, Uh but there is something about the projector design that that just holds on and, mm-hmm. and, and, and doesn't, and if, unless you have developed like a pretty good discipline or awareness or practice of clearing and doing energetic maintenance and, and letting go of things, you're, I, I you know, this is again a, a generalization I hesitate to make, but you know, I've, I've seen some pretty messed up projectors out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, it's hard. It's hard because they're all running around trying to be either a manifester or a generator and it doesn't it's work hard. and they get sick and, and then and then it just starts turning in on itself. And so I, you know, I, being a projector, I, I can relate. And I also just have a soft spot. And I guess Ra, the founder of the system, um, ultimately did as well, you mm-hmm. know, issuing a discount like that. But um, it... I, I, yeah, to, to, to summarize, I think that it can be the most helpful for projectors, if, yeah. if not everybody. So. And we, we, you know, this brings up a point. You brought up you have started this, this organization, which started, I mean, it's, it's more broad now, but it started just, okay, we want to get these projectors together and have, you know, kind of have a, a community around projectors because of you know, the, the challenging times that they can have. Yes. Yeah, um, and now what is what is what is this organization now? What's the view? What's it called first, and then what's its view? So it's it's called Human Design Collective now. Mm-hmm. We I started it with a with a friend and a partner of mine who I met in the analyst training. Um, that was the original idea was that there was um, a need for projectors to support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had been spending some time on Facebook and there are a lot of human design groups out there. There's a lot of good people, a lot of smart people, but there's a lot of noise. And it's I, I was going out there and getting, in, frankly, indigestion. I was like, I can't process this this space and mm-hmm. this this stuff. Although there was, there was this need for connection or need for people to in, in you know around the world to connect with each other to either share or support each other in, in this this thing that we're experimenting with and exploring, mm-hmm. and so I, it came out of this need or this recogn- recognition that that you know it would be nice to create kind of a a, a cleaner space so to speak mm-hmm. or a higher frequency space where we could support each other projectors one you know um, individually and as a group. And we started this site called the Projector Collective, mm-hmm. which is basically it's a uh, it's a, it's open to anyone, but it's a membership site. So there's a it's, it's there's a certain amount of 
um, a feeling of kind of being contained or enclosed or safe. And what we found running the projector collective for... <laughs> you have to know about... I'm laughing because I know where he's going with it. Right. Um, <laughs> running, running it for about nine months was... It was very quiet. There wasn't a lot of energy there. Um, and everyone was really tired. Um, and so at a certain point, we were like, I think we need some real energy in here. We need to bring... Can we get some generators and manifestors in here to like kind of liven things up and plus it wasn't it wasn't just that it, it we just wanted to expand it to where everyone was welcome and that we could learn from each other because the reality is that that we all live in the world together and it's not about isolating yourself off and separating out and no poor projector type of situation so we ended up kind of opening it up and, and rebranding it as the human design collective yeah. and and that's what it is it's it's basically a I would say if, Kind of a Facebook alternative. You know, yeah. you can go out to Facebook and see a lot of groups and people talking. Um, and this is just another option, you know, and, and it resonates with some people and some people love it. And, you know, we don't tend to promote it very much. It's kind of a, a labor of love at the same time. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, my, I have some similar feelings about ayahuasca groups on Facebook. I tend just notice people with a lot that don't have a lot of experience or knowledge coming in with a lot of opinion and mm -hmm. it's like for the newcomer they don't know the difference for right people who have experience they're just like what are they talking about this is this is total baloney um so i, I have a similar view about facebook and some of the groups there some are some are pretty good um but by and large the ayahuasca groups are questionable at best um, but what's interesting about, so to explain about projectors, they have what's was it, their authority where they have to wait for the invitation? strategy. Strategy. So mm -hmm. every energy type and the, the guy who brought in this, the system, um, says, look, we can go into deep detail on your chart as to what you are and all these little different aspects. However, if you want to keep it simple, just figure out your strategy, mm -hmm. how you interact with the rest of the world, and your authority, how you make your decisions. Right. If you get those down, everything else will fall into place. However, as humans, we like to find out all the details generally. But um, for projectors, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. They, they actually have an energy um, aura that will, if they just sit and wait and wait, and wait, someone will eventually go, hey man, what do you think about this? And then they will, boof, and they'll, they'll, the, the person who asked will, have, will pay total attention and be totally appreciative of all this huge amounts of information that will come forth. Yeah. They will be just spot on because the, the, the pro projector understands the system. They, the projectors see everything, um, the systems, the, the interactions and so forth better than anyone else. So the key, though, is they have to wait for the invitation. Right. If they don't wait for the invitation, in my case, if a projector comes up to me and starts to volunteer their opinion, I literally feel like I want to throw up. And I mm -hmm. literally want to get away from them as fast as possible. <laughs> yes. And maybe tell them to fuck off. <laughs> um, yep. and, but it's... Pal and then they're interacting with... with 
projectors who have figured out to wait for the invitation, I'm constantly at say, hey, what do you think of this? What do you do? do? And um, and it's wonderful. It's this 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 uh, the projectors have this one that the perspective that that I just can't have. Um, and and um, uh, it, it's it. They also have this one-on-one ability to like you say, coach or give information that is just like, whoa, I'm like super focused in mm-hmm. on it. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, I have a deep love for, for projectors. And in fact, one of my ex-students, Scott, mm-hmm. was a projector. He was awesome. I'd always, after ceremony, say, okay, what did you see? Because he would have perspectives that I didn't. Unfortunately, um, doing medicine work is terrible for projectors. It, um, they just don't have the, the interject demands. Yeah, to, to lead. I don't say. I don't too mean. High. Yeah, I don't mean to, to lead ceremony is just yeah. too much for them. To in, be in ceremony, it's awesome. I mean, clearly you've gotten a lot out of it, um, and we've had a lot of projectors who have gotten a lot out of it. It's just too. He was actually starting to get sick. Body started breaking down. Yeah, right? yeah. He was just. He needed like. You could probably do a. You could lead a ceremony once every three months, and that would be ideal. <laughs> right. That's just not, you know, sustainable in this work. Um, but he was awesome, you know, and particularly when he was doing one-on-one work with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how the the projector aura is is designed. It's it's focused. It's penetrating. It's focused, and it it it's like a bit of like a spotlight. And when when you a projector focuses their attention on someone. What they say in human design is it goes right in the the G center, which is this center in the middle of our of our chest, which is the center for identity and self. And mm. but it penetrates right in. And like you're saying, if that's not asked for, if that's not invited, you know, at best it's annoying. You yeah. know, it's like. Or, you know, or best it's ignored. You know, but then there's stages from there. Yeah. The ignored, annoying, I'm going to kill you, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get out of my face. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, and so, but if, if it's asked for, it can be, the, it can be wonderful to have a, a, someone who has either spent a lot of time studying a particular area or immersed in a certain area, a system, a body of knowledge, and then they bring their focus and attention to you and their presence in that moment, one on one, and and what that what what it's really based on. There's another element here. It's it's based on a recognition. That's really what the projector's waiting for. When they say wait for the invitation, they're waiting to be recognized as who they are, mm-hmm. so that they can then enter into a situation as themselves. They're not trying to be anything different. That you know if they have some perspective or information that the person's interested in, they can share it, but they can enter into that situation as themselves. And what happens is they get access to the energy in the relationship of the mm-hmm. other. And in that space, once they're invited into that space, then then they may be able to work with sacral energy of a generator. They may feel very energized. They feel, feel like they can do a lot. They may be able to, to initiate something within that context like a manifester might do. Mm-hmm. But outside of that it just doesn't work out and projectors outside of that invitation context it doesn't work out and projectors will run around trying to be generative trying to be manifestors pushing forcing getting in people's face trying to get attention That's and terrible. There's, there's nothing more annoying <laughs> and i was that guy yeah. you know at a point in time and but like like you're saying it's like I've, i'm i'm 
I've been working on it. I've been learning. I've been seeing and just watching, like, what happens if I just wait? And, and like you said, what tends to happen is the right person will come along at one point and say, hey, what do you think about this? Well, you wanna, do you want to get involved or, you know, and invite you in? And then everything is easy. Everything just kind of flows more and you have access to that energy and there's this nice relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that's, that's not what a lot of people are doing yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah and this is, um, this is where I think ayahuasca, for all types, so you, you've got the, the manifester, um, which they, I'm just going to run through the types really quick. Manifester um, makes things happen. They come up with a completely new way of doing things. They they go out and they do it. They initiate. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a, they they have the permission to start. And they just, do. Um, however, <laughs> if they don't let other people know what they're doing, then they piss them off. Because <laughs> right. there's like the the other people around them when they do something new, they're just like, "What are you? What the?" They freak out. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" So all what they have to do as part of that strategy is to let others know. To right? inform is what they to say. To inform, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so we have that. Then we have the projector, which needs to just sit and wait. Shut the fuck up and wait for the invitation. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And then we have the the manifestors, or I'm sorry, uh, generators, which is 70% of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, and their whole thing is respond. Essentially, they just wait and res- they wait more than they think they should because um, that's where the, some of the conditioning comes in from the making it happen. Doesn't isn't always appropriate for generators, but they respond to things in life, whatever kind of uh, inspiration, I suppose. And that can come from uh, various places. Right. Um, and then they, they just fucking go. They rah, 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 rah. Um, and then you have reflectors, which is like 1% of the population. If that, right. If less probably. Which is weird. Cause we've met probably, I think I know five. And yeah. most of them have come through this through community. I, yeah, exactly. Through <laughs> Ayahuasca. <laughs> Um, we met them all. We're like, whoa. And they're kind of a hard read. Um, I don't even, they have to, I don't even, how do they, We. I've never focused on them because mm-hmm. uh, it's, rare. it's rare. And so I don't even know what to, we can, we kind of put that to the side just for this conversation. But the point being is that when we work with ayahuasca, it increases our presence and it's through presence um, that we can learn to work with our authority. You know, if we're a, if we're a, a manifester um, through presence, we can go. Oh, I'm about to do something. I should let people know. Yeah. Right. So the ayahuasca can help grease the skids there uh, um, for that practice of letting people, informing people, or if we're a projector. Greases the skids of sitting in stillness and just waiting, 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 and then get that invitation. And same with the generators. Um, the generators, they, they do have to wait a bit more than they want to, uh, waiting for that inspiration to come forth rather than going out and making it happen. Um, so I, I think that's you know, a way that ayahuasca can be quite helpful in that. Do you... Yeah, I, uh, I agree. It's, it, I think the way I would say, see it or say it is that you know, through this deconditioning process that we've been discussing, uh, when we start letting go of these 
these parts of ourselves or these things that we've built up and we're carrying forward in life that really aren't in line with who we are. And a lot of people are trying to figure it out. Who, who am I? What is this? What is this about? And, and, you know, human design can give you a, some interesting points of reference to go f- explore that yeah. and, and, and see what, see who you are. Um, but when, when we go through that process with ayahuasca, it, this goes back to this integration question. It's like it, Human design can say, well, just slow down, stop, wait, don't, don't push, don't force. There's a lot of conditioning out there. There's a lot of influences coming in. They're saying, if you want something, just go grab it. You know, like the Nike cam- campaign, just, just do, do it. it. That's 10% of the population. That's manifestors. Right. And they even have their own kind of sets of rules according to their authority. But um, the rest of us, 90%, we're just out there just pushing, trying to force something, make it happen. And... I think if we can slow down and, again, get into more of a, a embodied present experience, we, and, and this is the other thing I haven't quite said yet, is like a lot of this is about form consciousness, form intelligence, connecting to the, the innate intelligence of our, of our bodies. Mm-hmm. What happens is, and we do that through following strategy and authority in human design, um, but what happens is our mind can start taking more of a back seat. Right. And, and, and in human design, they refer to that as passenger consciousness. Uh-huh. It starts watching. In other words, the mind is not trying to steer the vehicle anymore. It's not trying to force something through because of a whole list of a checklist we have or a bunch of shoulds. It's, it's in, other, in other words, it's saying for the generator wait to respond and see where your life force wants to go trust in this energetic response and intelligence of your body and see where that wants to go because if your life force is aligned with what you're doing and if it's connecting and it and it's excited and stimulated and then the chances of that working out better you know are much higher whereas if we allow ourselves to be either pulled into a situation or we put ourselves into a situation based on something going on in our mind and head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot for me. It's like rolling the dice. Maybe yeah. it works out, maybe it doesn't. But the, from the point of view of human design, if you can trust in your authority or your sacral response as a generator, uh, then, then that's reliable. Yeah. You, you can trust that because these, it's kind of interesting. These bodies that we've come in that we, tend to discount we tend to kind of like this just this you know sack of meat you know that we're carrying around well no these things have evolved for for as long as you know mammalian life has been on this planet or if not all life Mm -hmm. and and they have their own intelligence these bodies were built and designed to take us through our lives these vehicles that's the point Uh you know Uh and but we are constantly overriding that with Mental. What's going on in our head or mental stuff. And, yeah. and I think that kind of goes back to what we're saying about, you know, some similarities with the medicine in that, uh, you know, I've had a lot of experiences in ceremony where I'm just looking at my mind's crazy, you know, and all I can do is just ground in my breathing, for example, yeah. or feel my body on the mat, yeah. just listen to the ecoros, just my senses, you know, and, and then that I think is returning us to this more reliable state or point of reference in our experience yeah yeah it's as an aside on what you're just saying about the mind going crazy we hear this all the time my mind was crazy i don't i couldn't get it it's like yeah um and a lot of people want to shut it or lock it down and stop that crazy mind um 
However, what we, in our experiences, she's pushing, she's going, look, this is what you do. This is what you do. Your, your, your mind, she's bringing mm -hmm. that to the surface and saying, see, 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 see. And eventually you just kind of give up or you can focus on your breath and just let it kind of take off your hands off the steering wheel in the, in the mental standpoint and then it, it, it goes away or if you focus on the Icaros um, you do these meditative techniques or focus points um, then it, it doesn't last very long yeah. versus um, you know a lot of people think that one they don't, they're just like yeah my mind went crazy and they think they're not having an experience <laughs> well, because well, your mind, you're, the, the, right. you are having an experience. The exactly. medicine is working, and that's why your mind was going crazy. It, it's not just a light show. Anyway, that's that's a little bit of an uh, aside on that. Um, cool. Yeah, I, um, I think we're we're coming to towards the end here. Um, do you want to? How do people? You've got your own personal site and then also Human Design Collective or is it the same? They're two different sites. Okay. Uh, the Human Design Collective, uh, the URL is humandesigncollective.com uh -huh. and, and it's a standalone site. Um, uh, so that that is really this, this support community that was set up for the intention of basically sharing this knowledge and uh -huh. supporting others um, who are interested in want to experiment with it and it's uh it is it is a fee-based site i believe it's uh 14.95 a month and so relatively speaking you're you there's a lot of value there in my opinion there's a lot of bang for your buck so you not only of, have the community but you also have content there's there's work. content there's original articles there we every month we do two live meetups using zoom online uh, okay so that's huge um, yeah which are like kind of mini workshops. Uh, there's personal um, guidance and communication. We have a discussion forum um, and I'm on there all the time just talking with people and yeah. sharing. sharing. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. And then I have my own personal website which is metamorphichumandesign.com mm -hmm. and that's where you can learn more about like if you wanted to get to just to dive into human design, the best place to start is what they call a foundation reading, which is about a two-hour deep dive into your chart, with right. the with the goal of simplifying this this vast body of knowledge and information in into some very practical takeaways. To right. you know, making sure that the person really understands their how their energy works, their strategy, authority, and then you basically have enough to go out and you know. Uh, run with you yeah. know experiment, experiment with and and um and kind of going back to one of the things we were mentioned mentioning earlier it's it's for most people strategy and authority and foundation reading seems to be enough you know for most generators and a lot of manifestors projectors seem to need more, more. they need more time they need more information they need to go deeper into the system oh, yeah. so it's not like anyone most people who who encounter human design who are interested in it have to go and take a bunch of classes and yeah. you know go that route it's it's usually just enough to sit down with someone for two hours and like all right you know i got it let's go out to life and verify it for myself let's see if this makes a difference in my life yeah so and as it relates to uh say an ayahuasca retreat how would you if you had your druthers and and people hadn't 
obviously had an interest in using human design around ayahuasca, how would you suggest they do it? Would it be like a reading a, a month or so before ayahuasca retreat and continuing, and then mm-hmm. and then getting involved in the human uh, design collective um, as a continual kind of practice, kind of uh, just to bounce ideas off people and so forth. How, how would you suggest? Uh, in the in the optimal world, I mean, some yeah. people are going to come to it you know, people earlier or later. Come to it, yeah. However, they do. But generally speaking, I would I would see like the foundation reading I mentioned as being a good place to start. What regardless of where someone was in terms of working with the medicine, if if they're feeling that there's something about this this knowledge or this view that we're sharing resonates, and they just want to go check it out, that's really the best place to start. Get that foundation reading. Um, most I do those sessions or a lot of people, other people do it roughly about $200. So it's not a big financial investment. Um, and then from there, it just kind of depends. It depends on the person. Uh, I think that the human design collective and some of these other communities and support groups, they're, they're probably better after you've had that, that reading because then you can come in and like ask questions and talk to other people and share experiences. Um, but you know, I, in terms of the ayahuasca itself, uh, you know, however it however it shows up, however <laughs> yeah. it comes in, it's you know, it's going to be different for everyone, and yeah. and that's one of the things about the system which where we started. It's really about our uniqueness and how how different we all are. Even though we're talking about these four or five different types, that's just on the surface, and there's there's a there's a whole ocean of depth underneath that, and 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 specificity and uniqueness that. Um, that we all carry around and that's really what this is about is recognizing that and um, and through that process accepting ourselves as we are mm-hmm. and, and ultimately loving ourselves I and think others too and others and, and then we get, for we have to have we can see like this person is not me they're not built like me they have different gifts different things that they came in to work with and do and we can all treat each other with more respect and yeah. compassion and and I think we would maybe a better shot at this working out yeah, yeah <laughs> as a result or a smoother shot of it a all. smoother shot yeah. yeah and I want to um, before we wrap up I want to point out that really discourage people from this is a personal view and you may agree or may not but um, trying to just go to like um, there are a couple sites out there who will give you your chart and all this information on the surface, it's a little weird because the terminology Mm -hmm. that is used by inhuman design does not line up with all the time with the English language. Or if it does, it's in a weird way. So, you know, I've I've come across people who are like, Oh, the chart says I'm a projector, but I'm pretty sure I'm a manifester. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's the conditioning that is coming into play that you want to be this manifester because in society, this idea of manifesting is somehow positive. Yes. Um, And it's, that's coming from a place of ignorance, just not understanding the system and what it's trying to do. And and we can go through someone's chart and they'll be like, oh, my incarnation cross is... The rising phoenix so i'm like a rising phoenix right and it's like no dude that's not that's there, just the name of this gigantic yeah uh, part of your system or your your it's, chart 
Yeah, it's that trans. There, 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 there needs to at some point be a translation from these, these mental terms, labels, the language that's being used. And and I agree that some of the the language that's used in human design is a little bit uh, clunky or just you it know just doesn't line up it, with the English language. Yeah, it's just different. And then and then you know the 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 person who transmitted and brought this out to the world had a very particular communication style and a lot of what's out there are transcripts of him just like speaking and and not not to go off on this but a lot of times it was just he didn't even know what he it was just coming out of his mouth uh-huh. it's like he was channeling it basically uh-huh. it wasn't something that he you know had thought all about. thought about <laughs> it was just like he'd open his mouth and it would come out and then someone would transcribe it so there there's that going on as, as part of it but regardless it needs to be translated into one's lived experience, and a good analyst will do that. Right. It's going to look at; they're going to look at your chart, and they're going to say, "All right, there, there's this label projector, and there's this label, uh, you know, emotional, for example. Like, what are we saying here? What does that mean? And what, what? And then to maybe ask you about your experience, and like, have you ever felt like this? And and then, and through that translation, you start realizing that what this this seemingly kind of strange metaphysical system is actually talking about what's happening mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a wild thing when that actually when you actually get to that you're you're like oh it's actually just describing this thing that i've been experiencing experiencing yeah. half my life from all my life it's like um and but if you don't if you never get to that point it, it just stays in the mind and it just becomes another thing that we have to to process or write off or like next, you mm-hmm. know, and so that's that. Like you're saying, it's it's important if you really do want to go into this to eventually talk to someone who knows what they're talking. Who knows who, who, <laughs> who's living it, you know, yeah. who's living it and who's who can do that translation yeah. for you. And um, and that's that's what a good session, a foundation reading session, should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just a personal experience. I came across this with meeting y'all and, and James, who's a friend of ours, um, and going, oh, well, I can just self-study my way through this. And pretty quickly, it was just like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I got I to gotta get some help. And that's when I went and got a, a, a reading, and it was it was very, very helpful. Yeah. And, yeah. So, well, cool. Um, again, what are your two sites you have? Uh, humandesigncollective.com, uh-huh. the community site, and then metamorphicastrology.com. And that's where I have my services listed, and you can contact me and um, a lot of information up there. Yeah, and, and in our preparation page on ayahuascafamily.com, since we're plugging things, um, <laughs> uh, we have uh, metamorphic... What is it, met- Metamorphic Human Design. Metamorphic Human Design. A link to that as part of uh, one's preparation integration. Um, we do see this as a, as a valuable um, avenue. So, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, John, for taking the time. Thank- it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me. And, and uh, you know, one more thing is <clears throat> I've really appreciated the... the um, the community, the larger community that you that you've built, uh-huh. and um, I love working with people who are who are doing this type of work, who are, who are working with the medicine. It's it does feel like there is a real synergy between the, what I'm trying to do in human design and what you're doing uh, with ayahuasca. So, cool. so thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, John and I have known each other for several years now. I have deep love for John and his wife Mo. 
who's, who's also a wonderful person. Um, anyway, so um, thank you all for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, if you have more interest in um, what we do at La Familia Ayahuasca, you can go to check out our website at um, ayahuascafamily.com. And we have videos, we have blogs, um, obviously podcasts. And that, on that point of podcast, if you uh, like us, uh, please leave a review. On We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, and we're also on Stitcher. So um, leaving a, a good review, liking us, and then also subscribing is another great way to support us as well. And feel free to reach out to us at any time at info at ayahuascafamily.com. And that covers it. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you later.
Hey, <laughs> <laughs>